The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. When the Facts Change is brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network in partnership with Kiwi Bank, the bank for Kiwi looking to get ahead in business and in life, a bank that delivers expertise and banking know-how, smart advice for business owners wanting to invest, grow their business or diversify, a bank that adapts with technology through the lens of its people and customers, that is a bank with heart that is driven by its purpose, Kiwi making Kiwi better off. Kia ora, I'm Bernard Hickey. But this is not when the facts change. Seeing as you like the first season of This Is Kiwi so much, our friends at Kiwi Bank thought you might enjoy the new season, this time getting into the heads of six extraordinary young New Zealanders. Have a listen while you wait for the next episode of When the Facts Change, and I'll be back on Friday with my regular economics yarns. Kia ora, I'm Jane Yee, and welcome to This Is Kiwi, a podcast series brought to you by Kiwi Bank and the Spin-Off Podcast Network. In this series, I'll meet with incredible New Zealanders who've achieved remarkable things, uncovering what makes them tick and the influences that have helped to shape their ideas. Most importantly, This Is Kiwi will bring you knowledge for better, the incredible power of determination, passion and self-belief that we can all learn from and apply to our own lives every day. So join me on this unique journey as we celebrate the Kiwi spirit and learn what it takes to make a difference. This Is Kiwi. Where ordinary people do extraordinary things. Joining me in the studio today is Tiaurere Pefarangi, a young content creator who's using his popular social platforms with a very clear purpose in mind to make Te Reo and Te Ao Māori more accessible. Growing up speaking Te Reo exclusively, Tiaurere later ventured into rugby league before transitioning to work at Fakata Māori, translating shows into English subtitles. He then took on sports commentary and presenting roles for the broadcaster, and the next stop was social media stardom. If you're one of the hundreds of thousands who follow Te Aurere on Instagram or TikTok, you'll be familiar with the cheeky humour he uses as a way to connect with his audience. The affinity he has with his followers means Te Aurere is able to affect real impact through his social media. Last year, in the wake of Cyclone Gabriel, he saw a need in the communities of Te Tairawhiti. He embarked on YY the 35, a campaign to walk over 200 kilometres along State Highway 35 to raise awareness and funds for the devastated East Coast communities. The campaign clocked up 9 million social views, received national media coverage and raised over $115,000. And even more significantly, YY the 35 brought together a hurting community at a time they needed hope most. Thanks to his selfless efforts for his people, Te Aurere was recently recognised by Kiwi Bank as a local hero medalist for 2024. He's committed to serving his people. It imbues everything he does. And you'll see hints of Te Aurere's familiar, playful side throughout our korero. But you'll also see the careful consideration he gives to everything he does, both on and off our screens, in order to stay true to his kaupapa of serving his people. This is another really special conversation with someone who's living his passion and purpose in order to not only inspire, but also make meaningful change in Aotearoa. Here's Te Aurere Pewhairangi on This Is Kiwi. Te Aurere, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. We're so excited to have you on This Is Kiwi. I'll just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself first before we get into it. 
tēnā koe, tēnā tātou, hikurangi te maunga o ea pū te awa ngā te prau te iwi, te whanau rua tau whare te hapū. My name is Te Aorere Whewhairangi, I'm from the east coast of New Zealand, hikurangi is my mountain, wea pū is my awa, and I belong to the tribe of ngā te prau. Awesome. And I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, we're going to have a good chat. I can feel it. Um, in the intro, I listed through some of the things you've achieved, some of the things you do. But if an auntie came up to you at a wedding and was like, Tiao, how are you? What are you doing these days? What's your job? What would your answer be? Yeah, that, that's actually a good question. Um, I do quite a bit of different different things here and there. Um I guess media, I do media stuff. Um, last year I did the Rugby World Cup, um, created a, a few television shows and ran social media campaigns. So I have a background in media and I did my master's degree on media, Māori media specifically. And I guess, yeah, just that's kind of what, what I'm doing. It's a lot of stuff. You enjoy it? Yeah, I love it. Do you I have like it. a favourite? got like a favourite child of all your many jobs? Um, I think social media um, because I have a really short attention span. <laughs> um, I don't um, I don't watch anything long form anymore, to be honest. I can't watch a movie. Um, I'm just scrolling on TikTok all day. So I, um, not only a consumer, but I also love creating content. And I guess elevating the voices of voices and kaupapa that I believe um, need to be out there. You're a really incredible role model for rangatahi and not just uh, Māori youth but also actually Pākehā as well learning a lot about te ao Māori through your social media. Do you realise that you're so inspirational for so many people? I'm telling you you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Well, um, think but, of, who, who inspires you? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, because in my moko, I have um, four people, um, and they're, they're four of my ancestors. The first is Maui. Um, Maui is 47 generations before me, and I descend from Maui, and we believe on the East Coast that he's the person who discovered Aotearoa. Um, the second is Paikia, um, who's about 36 generations before. Um, and we say he came on, well, he followed the whales or came on the back of a whale to Aotearoa. So that talks about um, the migration of, I guess, my tribe, Ngāti Prou. Um, the third is Prourangi, um and the last is Apirana so um, I'm really big on storytelling and not just storytelling in a modern sense, but pūrākau Māori and every generation in our whakapapa or in our genealogy um, have stories and they hold values and lessons. So um, I guess those are the people that inspire me, um, not just those four, but those, um, they're different, they're key stories within their lives that... Um, I try to live by, and you mentioned rangi and sharing of knowledge. One of my uncles, um, Dr. Wayne Ngata, he said, Ki te kore whai hua te tahi atu i tō whai te mātauranga he maumau te whai, which translates to 
if no one else benefits from your pursuit of knowledge, it's a waste of time. Mm. So um, like Rangi, I guess I tried to share what I learned and um, not just talk about it or write about it, but actually go out and, and live it and, yeah, put it into action. Oh, that's awesome. You you also, um, particularly on social media, you're sharing in a way that's really um, entertaining and relatable for people, um, which is like the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when did you kind of click on to that being a skill set that you had that really worked for people? Yeah, so um, I guess that goes back to Maui. Maui, um, he's... If you were to ask anyone who, who knows a little bit about uh, Maui um, and you ask them what his most common characteristic is, they'd say whakatoi or cheeky. Cheeky guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in Te Tairawhiti, we have stories of Maui that he wasn't raised by his parents. He was raised by a council of tohunga or um, I guess high priests, three tohunga raised him and they raised him in Te Tapu o Tua Whakarere or um, I guess ancient knowledge or um, things that are quite tapu or sacred. That that was his upbringing. Um, and if I was to take those traits or look at Maui um, and that example that he set, he's either one end, he's the biggest clown um, or he's most you know, tapu, uh, tohunga that achieved um, the great things he did in his life. So that's what I tried to emulate through my content is, yeah, I tell jokes and make people laugh, but behind it all it's based on um, whakapapa, tikanga, you know, um, a couple of years of research at, um, um, at Waikato University. Um, it's all deliberate and it's all conscious. It's never... Um, you know, subconscious and never, oh, sometimes it's intuitive, but it's um, everything that I try to post on social media has a reason and there's a backing backed by, I guess, an idea that I want to communicate. And yeah, like you said, it's um, making it funny is, uh, I guess, draws in a big audience to um, make it light because it's um, it can be tomaha sometimes. Yeah, you you are very funny, by the way. <laughs> very, very funny. I love your content. It's awesome. Um, what keeps you motivated to keep pushing boundaries? Um, I guess service. Um, I read this book. Um, sorry, I'm talking about Matauranga um, Māori, but I'm going to go to um, Buddhism. And this book I read, and it's called Think Like a Monk. And... There was this, there's research that says, you know, they're the happiest people in the world. And at the end, the last line of the book, it says to think like a monk is to serve. So um, if I was to kind of dissect that idea that, okay, they're the happiest people in the world because they serve others. Um, so for me to find contentment and joy in my life, I can, I can do the same. And that's what I try to do things like um, Waiwai the 35 or, or Matariki or Mahikai or the Rugby World Cup. It's all to serve, um, I guess, my whānau or the language or things that I, I'm passionate about and 
things that I value or have um, that are values that have been instilled in me. So I guess that's what um, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, and I do hit the snooze button quite a bit. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a real night owl. Um, but yeah, I try to make it work. <laughs> I think I need to get in touch with your with your mom and ask you what the secret is because I would love my sons. <laughs> I would love for my sons to be, to be sitting behind a mic one day and speaking the way that you are. It is so lovely uh, and so important. And um, just the beauty of Tao Māori that I've been learning, particularly at my time here. Um, mm. So much we all can learn from it as well. You mentioned YY the thirty five, and you actually I have to say congratulations because you've just been uh, you've just received a Kiwi Bank Local Hero of the Year uh, medal. Um, tell me a little bit about that campaign and why that was so important to you. Oh yeah, um, thank you. First of all, um, yeah, that was um, that was huge. That was really life changing experience. Um, earlier last year. Um, te Matatini was held here in Auckland, um, which is our big uh, kapahaka mm, com- just, competition. Just right yeah, just <laughs> up the road there. And I was involved in the social media of it. Um, and it was a huge success. And it was shortly after the cyclone. And one of my cousins who lives in Tokomaru Bay, that's where I'm from on the East Coast, she calls me and she was like, oh, I saw the content and I saw, I watched the kapahaka or what that they could connect to mm. um, and they loved it and um, I was like, oh, we were on a real high after it and I asked her, oh, how's it at home? Because I was aware that um, the cyclone had hit and her t- tone just kind of changed mm. and she didn't say much but I, I felt from her tone that it wasn't really good at home and this is my cousin Juana Forrester who started a school in her carport um, in Tokomaru Bay because a lot of kids live in Tokomaru Bay but they go to school in places like Ruatoria or Tolaga Bay or Gisborne. Um, but because they were cut off, I think it was about five or six weeks they were cut off, she was, um, yeah, she had to start a school in her carport and she said week by week more and more kids were showing up and, um, you know, she's big on education. And I thought to myself, man, why haven't I heard this story? And she shared other stories. Why haven't all of these stories um, been told? Because I I hadn't really heard anything um, kind of past Gisborne. We heard about, you know, what had happened in Gisborne and in Hawke's Bay and up north. Um, but I didn't see much coverage on, um, on the East Coast. And I felt kind of um, guilty. Like I was like, man, I'm... I'm up here in Auckland celebrating the success of Matatini, but my own whānau and hapū are back home cut off struggling. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I have a, you know, I have a couple hundred thousand followers online. Um, I I have a, you know, a, a master's degree. I have a bit of... Um, I guess knowledge and how to to communicate a message or, or broadcast a message to a to a wide audience. Um, so I thought, oh wow, I could do something to not just raise money but raise awareness for for those at home. Um, and with everything that I do, I try to um, take people on a journey, make it quite simple. Um, so I was like, okay, let me start at point A and 
in that point A B. literal journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and do a walk. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is I, I walked a couple hundred Ks and ran quite a bit of it and I was unfit as I, <laughs> I was burnt out because I was like Matatini was a couple months of mahi and then like the high of, of being there. I was burnt out and I was sick for a couple of weeks and on the Sunday I travelled to Gisborne to start my hiko and I was I had a nap that afternoon and then that Sunday Arvo I finally felt better after a couple of weeks of being sick. So I had no training, no kind of like running or walking experience. Um I had my brother's two best mates and they're both videographers. I was like you know, when we graduated school and we made that oath, uh, go out and serve your people. Yeah, I'm going to use that against you and you just have to come. We had, we don't have money. <laughs> we don't have anything. Um, but let's, let's go and do this. And they jumped on board and, um, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy seven days. I mapped that before we came into the studio and I was like, that's a long way. Yeah, yeah. Like it's quite a long drive, let alone a walk yeah. slash run. Yeah, it was um it was a lot. And um I it wasn't physically, it wasn't um well it was challenging physically, but the biggest thing was um mental and I guess fatigue because mm. I not only had to do the hikoi and the run, but we also had to put out content, content. every day. So we were up until like 12 o'clock, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And then I was up again, I'll go to sleep for a couple of hours, up again at sunrise um, just to start running again. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty tough, um, tough week. But it's honestly probably the, the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. And I guess that goes back to that quarter, um, you know, to, to live like a monk is to, um, is to serve and, you know, through that service I found great joy. And it's it's literally walking the talk, right? Like it would have <laughs> been easy maybe to like shoot a bit of content saying, hey, you know, they're doing it tough, mm. um, let's raise some money, here's a bank account you can donate yeah, into, yeah. right? But by doing what you've done, you've got out there and shown that you're, you know, you're putting yourself on the line <laughs> You know, here's an unfit guy going out and like <laughs> walking <laughs> for days and days and days on end. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, how important was it to kind of attach something, you know, uh, some like a hard graft mahi to the campaign that wasn't just an ask for money? Yeah, I, I guess that's um, there's a, a kupu that one of my good mates, Matai Kepa, shared before I started and he said, Ika umu which is someone who kind of sacrifices themselves uh, themselves for a cause. And I guess with um, Waiwai the 35 and being from Tokomaru Bay, um, there's kind of a saying or, or an ahua there is, don't tell me, show me. If you ever make a suggestion at a hui or anything like that, they, they'll say, don't tell me, show me. So I didn't want to just go and talk about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of, uh, be like an influencer about, I actually wanted to do something and, um, put myself through something to kind of highlight, um, what others were going through. 
Um, and yeah, so we, we decided to do a, a hikoi and my knees have, yeah, I, I, I developed um, ITB syndrome from it, which is like runner's knees. So wow. my, my knees have, uh, haven't recovered. Is that, that's your, your running career over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I'm, which I'm happy to retire from. I'm sure the people of Te Tairapiti are very grateful for all your mahi <laughs> and uh, I'm so sorry for your knees. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to know where like money sits in all of this for you because you have done what we all would love to do, which is turn your passion into a career. Mm. Um, we need to make money to survive. It's just one of those sad truths in life. Um, but actually there's also this incredible empowerment that can come from having financial literacy and it can be really particularly difficult for those who uh, don't have money discussions at home or learn mm. about money to make good decisions for their own prospects for the future. So um, what sort of money journey have you had and what was it like with, with the money conversations at home when you were growing up? Yeah, so um, I was quite fortunate. This was oh, maybe about 10 years ago now. Um, I had a conversation with my crower, Teorere Riddell, who was, who's retired. He lives up the road here in Point Chef. And I asked him, um, what do you need to retire? And he get, he told me five things, and I was trying to think of the five things. I can only remember four. Um, he said, you need good health. You need meaningful relationships. You need purpose. And you need security. I can't remember what the fifth one is, but um, I kind of went down and wrote, wrote, it, wrote it down, and I tried to dissect what security meant. And one thing that I thought of was financial security. I didn't want to get to retirement and, you know, then start to think about money. Um, but I was very fortunate. Um, when I first started at Whakata Māori, I was invited to a cafe. I remember I was invited to a cafe by Te Arahi Maipi, and he runs a successful business, Mahitahi Media. Um he invited me to a cafe just to have a coffee and a conversation. And I took two two things away from what he said um, that day. Um, he said to me, start a business today. I was 19 years old. I was like, oh, I don't see why. I'm just a subtitler in the, you know, in the corner of the building. I don't see why I need a business or what future prospects I, I have in business. Um, he said, you'll make a lot of mistakes along the way. And I did. I was stung after the first year with the tax bill. Oh, I was tax. like, yeah, I was like, oh, what's this? I didn't even know what tax was back then. That's super relatable to like everyone listening, I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm grateful that I made that mistake at age 19, 20. Um, I've had my business for almost 10 years now. And, well, that was his first. Um, piece of advice was to start a business, you'll make mistakes, um, but it's better to make those mistakes while you're young. Mm -hmm. And every year um, I've learned more and more about my business and it's grown and evolved and now I've made my passion, um, I guess, my life. I get to pick and choose what I what I do now. Um, and that's because of what he did that day, I think. I, I don't remember, it cost maybe like, 
49 bucks or something to start a business and I didn't I didn't have that money back then. I was like, oh, okay. Um, maybe it was 100 and something. But started the business and the second thing he said was um, take every single opportunity that comes your way. And about a week after that conversation, I got a phone call from um, the head commissioner at Māori Television at the time, Kabariki Morgan, and he was like, hey, we're doing this new show. First of all, do you know how to commentate? And secondly, do you know boxing, kickboxing and MMA? And I'd never commentated in my life and I had no idea about um, mixed martial arts or martial arts at all. Um, but I went back to that conversation that I had with Te Arahi and yeah, I said, yep, I do. <laughs> you lied. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> but it was well, a little white lie. The, the, the <laughs> lesson that I took away from that conversation was fake it till you make it. Um, and he said, you know, you might not have the skills now, but back yourself to learn the skills as you go. And that's what I've done with business. I started um, business and made mistakes along the way, but I've learned skills and picked up skills and uh, kind of figured out what works for me. Um, so it's, um, in terms of business, I've had a little bit of um, self-education. Um, I haven't had any um, formal educations, education, but um, books has, has been really um, important in, I guess, my learning journey. Um, I was told earlier in my life that if you want uh, a fair idea, uh, to gain a fair idea on a Kaupapa, read five books about it. So I started reading financial literacy books. I started with five and I ended up maybe 50 to 100 books. Oh. Um, I just really got in, into it. And um, yeah, I think myself now that back then I, I did that um, because it's allowed me to make my passion Um I guess my job, it doesn't feel like a job. Um, and I guess I get to serve my people. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> We'd all love to be in that position. I mean, are you, do you have any plans to write a book? <laughs> because I feel like you've got all this, you know, you've gained so much from reading books. Mm. And also um, I love how you've told us so many kind of Quotes and you've you've seemed to have retained so much of the wisdom that other people have passed on to you. To me, that's so indicative of the importance of community. Mm. You've you know there's there's an element, and I know it's obviously uh, huge in Te Ao Māori and many cultures, uh, probably lacking amongst a lot of uh, Pakeha New Zealanders community and what that means um, in terms of bringing you forward, bringing you up and being able to tap into the community around you. We've spoken about a lot of people um, who've had an impact on mm. your journey. Uh, but what is your, um, how do you actively, if you don't have that kind of natural community around you, is it possible to build a community around you? And where would you start with something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um where I would start, I guess there's a concept in Te Ao Māori that's um, a tohunga pia and a tawira. A tohunga in this sense is a teacher. A pia is um, someone at your level mm -hmm. um, that you can 
uh, trade notes with or compete against. Um, and a tawira is someone to teach. Um, and I guess that's that's what I try to do with everything that I um, I do in life. And that's how I kind of build a community or find the people, the right people. I try to find a mentor, a tohunga. I try to find someone who's like-minded or, or who's on the same um, journey as me and they're the same um, part of the journey as me that I can kind of ask or um, you feel comfortable um, to discuss um, any questions that you might not want to ask a mentor and you also need a, a tawira, uh, which is a student that you can teach. And I read something quite similar in an MMA book that I um, read that that's what MMA, MMA fighters need. You need a mentor, you need someone you can compete with every day and you need a student. Um, and there's another kōrero in te ao Māori or tawira. Tawira means student but tawira also means example. So um, there's a kōrero, enoho tawira mai katu tawira atu, which loosely translates to remain a student until you become the example. Um, so I guess that's that's how I try to find my community and anything that I do, I kind of bounce around sports and hunting and fishing and, you know, my hapu, my whānau. Um, I try to find those things, those three things, a tohunga, a pia and a tawira. And I guess sometimes you have to be smart with how you um, how you find those people. Um, for example, when I got that phone call for that, um, that show, um, the kickboxing, boxing and MMA Is that show. what you were reading the book for that you just talked about? It's yeah, like yeah. Quick, quick bit of research. After, yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> a bit of touch up. I, yeah. Um, looked into it, did a bit of research. And I I remember I went to the audition um, for the for the part and I was terrible. I, was, I, I wasn't that great at all. And I was really awkward with the other fella um, that I did it with. And um, they rang me and they're like, um, oh, we've chosen you. You weren't very good, but we're going to put you with an expert who can teach you. And at the time I was like, oh, man, can I choose who that expert was? And they're like, yeah, yeah, These are, this is the list of people. And I, um, he's, one of, he's one of my mentors and he's now a good friend of mine. His name's Mataya Kepa. And the reason why I chose to learn off him wasn't because... Um, of his, um, not just because of his um, commentating background, but also he was steeped in tikanga and um, reo and karakia and all of those things. He's a real expert. Um, he's one of the um, big drivers behind the revitalization of matariki, the ceremonial side of it, mm. and the prayers of, of matariki. And I was living in a Navy house on the North Shore with my sister and her partner and he was living in the city and we would record in Pukekohe every Wednesday night. We'd start at like 9pm and record to the early hours in the, of the morning and we'd drive out there and I was like, oh man, I want to learn uh, more from him. So what I did was I messaged him. I was like, bro, I'll come and pick you up and we'll drive out there together. So every Wednesday night, an hour from the city to Pukekohe and back, I would write notes in my um, 
in my phone and I'd write questions that I wanted to ask him throughout the week. I'd have a think and um, I'd come up with questions that I um, want to ask him, not just about commentary, but just te reo Māori and te ao Māori. And so I guess for two or three years, I had access to, you know, one one of our leading tohunga of mm. te ao Māori. I could pick his brain and I'd try to bring it up casually. Oh, what are your thoughts on this? Or what what do you just know about? Looking yeah, at your you're phone looking at mine. Okay, what's my next? <laughs> um, just to circle back to your question, I think um, that's important in finding your community. You need a, a mentor, you need a peer, and you need a student. Um, and a student doesn't mean you have to stand up and teach in a classroom. It could be someone who's a year behind you that you can slowly, oh, this is what I learned last year, or this is what I went through last year. You don't, um, sometimes it's better to learn off someone who's a step ahead of you or a year ahead of you as opposed to someone who has 50 years of experience because sometimes it's more relatable. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good reminder to yourself as well of where you've just been. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And I, I love that, um, you know, when you when you got offered the gig, you were given a list of people to choose from because that's empowering for you, but it's also recognising that, you know, different people uh, kind of provide different things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And throughout, I guess, my learning journey, I've had different mentors um, and I've um, kind of positioned myself in a way to yeah, learn as much as I can. Um, the last year or so since Matariki Rangi has been a real mentor mm. to me and um, you know I've taken a lot from him and hopefully I provide him with something on I guess the social media side of things but um, we do laugh and we um, we do have a good time but um, I'm always sitting there I'm always observing and um, always trying to learn off people um, that I want to be like and I want to emulate. Yeah, it's really admirable the way that you look for opportunity in everything. Um, you know, <laughs> those car rides um, you yep. saw as an opportunity. Mm. You must have had some challenges along the way. I know you had an, a head injury at one point, which is, you know, pro proven challenging in terms of getting up in the morning. Mm. But what are some of the other challenges that, that you've endured that have helped um, create some resilience in you? Um. Yeah, I, I had a head injury and I've had a sporting background growing up. Um, I played touch and rugby and rugby league and I was contracted to the Parramatta Eels and thought I'd be an NRL player, but um, I got a head injury um, when oh, about 10 years ago now and I had to retire um, from contact sports. So that's probably um, one of the big challenges was coming away from mm. Uh, my passion and what I loved growing up and finding, I guess, a new passion. And I guess that's um, what I'm doing now um, is kind of going back to te reo Māori and tikanga Māori. Um, but I think um, one thing that young kids or young Māori or anyone in general can take away is that um, if you have you know, if you have a dream, if you have a, a, a goal, go and do it. Um, you know, mine is to promote Te Reo Māori and Tikanga Māori on social media and we know social media can be pretty ruthless. Mm -hmm. I get some comments um, all the time, every day you get negative comments. Um, and 
there's a kōrero in te reo Māori that's uh, te mūrau a te tini, te wenerau a te mano. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, you'll get praised and you'll get criticised. So if you, you know, have a dream and if you want to do something, go out and do it and don't let anyone uh, stop you from doing it. I have this um, this quote um, that I created what's half taken from a story and half kind of creative. Um, the first is Taihitsi Taiwawa. Um, taiwhakaeatia. Taihitsi translates to it's extremely difficult. Taiwawa is it's impossible. Um, and Taiwhakaeatia is go out and achieve it anyway. Um, so I guess that's probably um, when I do get challenges, that's what I want to, that's what I go back to and that's what I um, I maintain. And these are lessons that I learned as a kid um, that I've carried with me. I'm almost 30 now um, that I carry with me daily, not just to learn the puraka or the stories of my ancestors, but to actually live it and practice it and take those values and um, embody it every single day. Um, so it's good to go back to your question, um, I guess, yeah, one of the challenges that I still struggle with is putting myself out there um, and you're open to criticism. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I focus on the positive. That's where mindset's so important, right? Yeah, yeah, you can have a thousand positive comments and one negative comment that can ruin your day. Um, it's just focusing on if you believe your kaupapa is right and if you believe what you're doing is um, for a better purpose or a better cause, um, yeah. Go out and do it. Amazing. I mean, you know, you talk about following your passion, following your dreams, and there's obviously like no better time to start doing that than like right now. <laughs> yesterday. So, yeah, yesterday. If there's one thing Kiwi could do this week to, to make a start in achieving their goals, um, what advice would you give them? What would that one thing be? Is to start. Is to start. I was, you know, I go back to the story of business. Um, Te Arahi said to me that they go back to your desk and start a business today. You'll make mistakes, and I did. Um, but I thank myself 10 years later that um, I made those mistakes 10 years ago and I'm much better off um, for it now. Um, so start. And there's a, um, another book. It's called Atomic Habits. Um, it's quite a popular book. I think it can be a lot shorter. <laughs> Simpler, simplify everything, yeah, well, right? No, it's, it's really simple, um, but it kind of drags on. But anyway, um, this Atomic Habits is, is a concept in there called habit stacking. Um, and what I mean by start is um, start with something small. Like, for example, what I, I have, I habit stack every single day. The first thing I do when I get up um, is I brush my teeth. And then I acknowledge, yeah, that's the first one that I've I've done today. Second thing, I go back to my bed and make my bed. Oh, I need to send my kids your way. <laughs> I need to get my kids this book in the really. Yeah. <laughs> and and it takes time. You you have to slowly um, build or stack your habits. Um, you know, it starts with brushing your teeth, and then you go to um, making your bed, and then after making your bed. Um, go and have a healthy breakfast or go and do some exercise. And then after that, you feel good after the exercise and then have a healthy breakfast. So, 
you start with one thing and you try add uh, a healthy habit and I think that's that's quite important. I'm really big on routine um, and if I was to give a message or a piece of advice to anyone is to start um, with one thing and acknowledge that win every single day and then start stacking. Once you've got that one thing down and yeah. you've got that in routine and yeah. you're not even thinking about it before anymore, you can add the next thing. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Tiariri. I mean, it's just been such a pleasure to have you in the studio. I feel like I've learned so much. You are wise beyond your years, and <laughs> we really appreciate your generosity of knowledge as well. This is Inspiration. This is Tiariri Pefairangi. This is Kiwi. When the Facts Change was brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network, together with KiwiBank. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to find out how KiwiBank are making Kiwi better off. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.